What is up, guys? It's Bree, and I'm back with technically the first episode of Honest Conversations podcast, and I am so excited to actually be sitting here filming or recording. I'm used to saying filming because I'm always doing YouTube and TikTok, but I'm excited to be recording the first full episode. That is so crazy to say. As I was thinking about what I wanted my first episode to be about, I kind of went back and forth. I was like, should it be a lighthearted episode or should I just go straight into sharing my testimony? Like, is that just going to be like a wow, too much right away type thing? I really just didn't know what to do. But the more that I thought about it, I was like, you know what? My testimony is sharing the goodness of God and the ways that God has shown grace in my life and what better way to start out a podcast than to be able to tell you a little bit about me through the past 23 years of my life and also to encourage you on what God has done in my life and so that's what I'm going to be doing today is sharing my testimony and um, doing it in a way that allows you to get to know me and get to just kind of see what this podcast is going to be like and the things that we're going to talk about. I've done a like full testimony video before on my YouTube channel but honestly it's been a few years since I filmed that video and a lot has changed and I've even added a lot to my testimony. I mean my testimony is an everyday thing so as time goes by it grows and I have more things to testify about God's goodness in my life and so it's a lot different or there's just a lot extra than a few years ago when I filmed it on YouTube. So I hope that this isn't all over the place and I'm going to try to make it kind of short and sweet. So let's start at the beginning. I grew up in Wisconsin in a Christian family. We went to church every Sunday. I grew up in things like Awana and youth group, all those things. And honestly, I grew up really loving church, and that was all I knew, and I believed in God. Um, And, you know, I really didn't think twice about it much growing up. I, I went into high school even being that girl who hasn't had her first kiss yet and would proudly tell you I'm waiting until marriage, all those things. Didn't cuss, was just a good girl that just was proud of her faith and I really wish I knew the moment that things went wrong because looking back I really don't know what went wrong but if I could say one thing that really changed my life was getting into a relationship with someone that I should have never dated (laughs) and no hate to that person um but we just our goals in life the things that we are interested in the things that we believed in were just total opposites and so that's the only reason why I say that is I just had no means of being in a relationship with that person and that is why I'm so passionate on my social media is about talking about relationships and who you date and the standards that you have to have because so quickly you can just get into one wrong relationship and so much of your life can change and for about four or five years my life was forever changed because of that relationship and those choices that were on me. So I think I was about 16 when I got into this relationship and about the same time I was starting to drink and um, 
just go to parties with my friends and I was introduced to nicotine and vaping and all those things and honestly that's where I say I don't really know what went wrong because all that I remember is just doing it um I think I still wanted to wait until marriage but didn't really I don't know I really don't know what went wrong I just started to do all of it honestly in high school and so high school was really tough I had terrible acne like literally horrible I had gone Accutane the whole thing I just remember sitting in my bathroom crying popping pimples like every night it was so bad I'd have blood all over my face it was horrible so you know a high school girl in a very toxic relationship on and off breaking up getting back together getting cheated on just having acne so I'm already insecure then I'm getting cheated on like all the things just felt so insecure about myself high school was some of the worst years of my life and a mix of all that especially the relationship leading me to such a low point of depression that I remember I was skipping school and I was sitting in parking decks in my car just crying I didn't even want to be at school because you know, it was just hard. And so it got to a point where I actually had to go to a school that we called a charter school. I don't know if everyone calls it that, but basically it's a school um, where mostly kids that get in trouble go to to kind of keep them separate from public school. But you can go to a charter school for a lot of different situations um, just to make it easier for whatever your situation is. And I ended up going there because it was a way for me to graduate very quickly so graduated within like two weeks I was there graduated early my senior year and was just done with high school and I graduated back in 2018 so it's been a few years so still in that on and off toxic relationship getting back together breaking up when we'd break up it was just really bad I just searched for attention in all the wrong ways I just so badly I guess wanted to feel beautiful and worthy and I was just looking in the wrong ways. Throughout that time I kind of was running away from God because you know I grew up in church. I knew God didn't want me to drink. I knew um, that he wanted me to stay pure. Also I forgot to mention within high school you know I went in saying that I was gonna wait until marriage and that didn't last long until I was in the wrong situation with the wrong person and um, that all changed and and unfortunately I made those mistakes of doing what God didn't want me to and falling into sexual sin and so throughout those years you know I knew that I was doing all the things that God didn't want me to do and deep down I really didn't want to do them I was just in the wrong group of friends in the wrong relationship, um, seeking attention from the wrong guys. And so it was it was so hard just dealing with that guilt and shame of knowing that what I was choosing to do was deep down against what I really believed in. And so it was really confusing and really hard. So that whole cycle of partying and drinking and um, sexual sin went on for probably about two years after high school. So through 2022 about no I'm sorry through 2020 I graduated in 2018 and there's a lot more details I could go into about those four or five years of my life but um 
yeah, I just don't know how necessary that is. <laughs> I mean, I'm an open book. I made a lot of mistakes. I was got addicted to nicotine and I was getting way too drunk and I was usually the one drinking the most at parties throwing up in the bathrooms trying to forget about my toxic relationship and so it was really bad it was really bad made a lot of mistakes God protected me from a lot I could have gotten in a lot of trouble and ruined my life in many ways and so I'm thankful for the ways that God protected me through those years that I honestly didn't deserve his protection and that is such just the truth about the gospel is that you know he gives us everything that we don't deserve the love and the grace and the patience and the mercy and he did that throughout those years that I was running away from him so anyways after high school um I even literally like honestly I can't even say my parents kicked me out i pretty much force them to and so I got my own apartment um right when I was 18 and it was it seemed at the moment I was excited for myself but really it was the worst thing for me it separated me from my parents protection and gave me full freedom to do all those things that I was doing wrong so again that cycle of all those things went on for about two more years after high school and I remember <laughs> this is where it all changes I was literally bartending at an Applebee's. Boy, if you have worked at an Applebee's, you know the struggle of <laughs> working at an Applebee's. <laughs> I literally hosted, waitress, bartended, everything. I did it all at Applebee's. I was like an Applebee's ride or die employee, which is super embarrassing. But you can't really blame me because both towns that I grew up in really didn't have much to choose from. So, yeah. Anyways, I was bartending at an Applebee's when one night my parents' friends who I grew up going on vacation with them all the time, like I knew them very well. They were kind of like second parents. Um, they came into my work and sat at the bar and asked me if I wanted to go to church the next morning. And I told them, I was like, just so you know, I really don't think I'll wake up, you know. Like, I bartend until 2 in the morning. I don't go to sleep till like, 4 in the morning. All those things, you know, I gave them every excuse as to why I just probably wouldn't be able to. And I told them, I was like, if I wake up in the morning, I'll go. And so, sure enough, the next morning, Sunday morning, I wake up bright and early at, like, 7 o'clock, feeling great. And I was like, okay, God... I guess I'm going to church today. And at that point in my life, I probably hadn't been to church in a long time. Maybe like for holidays and, you know, just gone here and there. But I definitely wasn't in my Bible and going to church and praying. Like I didn't really have a relationship with God at that point in my life. So I wake up bright and early, feeling good. I decided to go to church and it was that Sunday a few years ago. It was probably 2019. Um, that in the worship service, I still remember the worship song that was playing. It's called Enough by Elias Dummer, I believe. And in that worship, I was just listening to the words and the words of the song talk about how, you know, I'm not what I've done, but I'm who you have made me to be. And it really just talks about how I'm not any of the mistakes that I've made or what I've done or even who I am. 
I'm not that, but I am who God says I am and who God made me to be and what he says about me is true. And I just, in that moment, felt overwhelmed by the love of God. And it was a love that I didn't know. Um, Previous to that, I had always thought like, okay, God, you know, I believe in you, but I got to fix myself before I come to you. Like, I can't be drinking. I can't be in sexual sin. I can't be hanging out with these people when I come to you, I have to fix all that first. And I think that's a big misconception that people have is that they think that they have to fix everything before they come to God. And what really stinks about that is that (laughs) you're running away from the one person that can help you walk away from those other things. Like, I couldn't walk away from drinking and sexual sin and partying and that toxic relationship on my own. Like, (laughs) I tried, but look, I was in that cycle for three, four years. And I was running from God, who was the only one that could help me break those chains and break those addictions. And so, in that moment of worship, I was just overwhelmed with a love of God that I really didn't know of before. And so I remember in that moment, I wanted to go straight up and get baptized. They said that you could if you wanted to right in that moment, if you decided. And so I wanted to, but I was like, no, my mom needs to be here. My dad needs to be here. So I ended up getting baptized literally like the next weekend. I remember calling my mom and she had tears in her eyes. And it was just such a pivotal moment in my life. And while that's all great, that's definitely not where my testimony ends. Of course, like, our testimony will go on for the rest of our life. But, um, you know, after that moment, I still struggled with drinking and sexual sin and nicotine addiction and all those things. And I wish it would have just stopped at that moment. And, you know, God had the ability to break those chains, and I believe that he did, but I also think I still fell into the temptation in those areas of my life after that moment. And so we'll get to that later. But anyways, so I get baptized, and after that, I'm just so just excited to kind of change my life around. And so I remember that's really where my TikTok started was to post videos about my faith and about God and about the gospel to kind of share my experience with others who maybe had a misconception of the love of God. So I started posting a lot on TikTok and it also honestly held me accountable to keep learning and growing and just learning things so that I could share it with people on TikTok. So I was doing that for a while, um, just waitressing, you know, I'd been out of high school for a few years, wasn't going to college, didn't know what I wanted to do for school. So I was just waitressing and making TikToks and living in my apartment and going to church and um, became a part of this TikTok group that did a Zoom Bible study during COVID because COVID started to hit. But before COVID got too serious, I don't even know if it had really started yet. Um, I had this moment where I really felt God calling me to move out of the state and that was scary and I really wasn't sure if that was from God um because I had never really traveled out of the state much but I also wasn't really against it because it was really hard walking in my faith in Wisconsin with the friends that I had and the influences that I had and um I really just didn't 
know how to find a good Christian community. And I really didn't know how to start life separate from my past. And so while I got baptized and gave my life to the Lord and all these things, I still had the same friends and the same influences that were kind of making it hard for me to fully move on from my past, if that makes sense. So when I felt God calling me to move, I really wasn't too against it. And so um, I made a list of places that I was going to visit. And I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to try to start visiting some places. And um, maybe God will speak to me, like, and just show me which one is it. And so I looked up the top cities in the United States. And at the time, Huntsville, Alabama was number one, and so put that number one on my list, and a few months later, I visited and fell in love with it. I toured some apartments and just got to see the whole city, and I just loved it, and I was literally in Huntsville, Alabama when COVID shut down, like, everything, so I knew my job was closing down, and so I flew back to Wisconsin after this trip with no job. I knew I was about to have to move out of my apartment into my parents' house. I was paycheck to paycheck, so I knew I was going to have no money. And so here I am like, okay, God, I'll move. And I really believe Huntsville is where you're calling me. Maybe it's not, but I'm like, I have no money to visit any other places. And if Huntsville is where you're calling me, I don't even have money to visit that. Um or money to move there, and so I was just really confused, and it was kind of a hard season of life moving back in with my parents after visiting Alabama, honestly, and so a few months go by, and I'm just waiting and praying and growing in my relationship with God, and honestly, a lot of people told me God's not calling you to move to Huntsville, Alabama, and that was really hard and confusing and not something you want to hear when all you're trying to do is chase after God's plan for your life. And so I remember I was in the basement of my parents' house and I was playing worship music and I got down on my knees, on my face and cried before God. And I said, God, I don't really know how to hear your voice. I'm new to all of this. I'm new to being a Christian and hearing the voice of God and following what you call me to do. Um, but I really want to know if you're calling me to move to Alabama and I asked God to give me a physical sign now I don't recommend asking God of this but maybe I mean I don't know if that really upsets him but I asked him I said God can you please give me a physical sign to move to Huntsville Alabama because I think this is your voice but I don't really know yet um so please <laughs> and so it was in the same week I wish I would have wrote it all down I don't know if it was the same day the next day but it was literally within days of that moment of prayer that I was walking through a thrift store and I found a few shirts I think there was like three of them that were Alabama t-shirts and you never find Alabama t-shirts in Wisconsin and especially not three of them, especially not a few days after praying that God would give you a sign to move to Alabama. And I kid you not, in the same thrift store after I found that third t-shirt, the song that goes, singing sweet home Alabama all summer long. I can't sing and I'm still sick, but you know what I'm singing. That song came on the radio and I have a TikTok to prove it all, have it all on film so no one can tell me that I'm lying. It was absolutely crazy and it was in that moment that I said, you know what, I'm moving to Huntsville, Alabama and no one can tell me different. <laughs>
So anyways, to make it long story short, I was still waiting on unemployment for a few months. Unemployment was backed up. COVID shut down our jobs, all that stuff. Um, and it was like last minute I needed the money for the apartment that I had toured when I visited. And all the money from backed up unemployment came in. It was like $7,000. And I was able to sign the lease for the apartment in Alabama and I moved like a month later <laughs> and that was like one of the biggest moments of just I don't know just it really built my faith because here I had no money but I knew God called me to move to this apartment no money no apartment no nothing and I was talking to the apartment complex in Alabama as if I had the money and last minute like the apartment was pretty much like look if you don't sign the lease now we have to pass and offer it to the next person and so last minute all that money came in and I was able to sign the lease and I knew God was going to do it like it was so cool because everyone was like you're crazy you're crazy and I was like no I know this is what God's telling me to do and sure enough it all worked out so anyways a few months later I moved to Alabama I literally packed not a few months I meant a month but I literally packed only what I could fit in my Chevy Equinox SUV and me and my cat moved all the way down to Alabama. So anyways, I'm living in Alabama for just, you know, living my life. It was honestly such a great season of life because I had some money saved that lasted me. So I think I lived there for like two months without having a job. I was just growing in my relationship with God, living in a great apartment in a beautiful city in the South, and it was seriously the time of my life. I look back on those years, and it was just amazing, and it was just all a blessing from God. So I was doing pretty good with my relationship with God and um, my you know, struggle with sexual sin, but even throughout those years, unfortunately, just being honest, I still struggled with a nicotine addiction. Um, never smoked cigarettes, but it was always the electronic vapes, and <laughs> again, honestly, it's embarrassing to talk about because it was just such a frustrating addiction that I had, but I just, it was, I was addicted to it. I don't know what else to say. And quitting an addiction to nicotine is so frustrating because you might not even want to do it. And I'm sure this is any addiction. But, like, when you try to quit it, you have such bad headaches that it's, like, so painful to try to quit it. And so I struggled with that for years. Like, even after getting saved, I struggled with that. And, I mean, the only reason I justified it, I guess, is because it really didn't, like, make me feel any type of way it just kind of released stress you know it's different than getting drunk but it still was not honoring God with my body you know so I still don't think it's right but that's the only way I justified it and I wanted to quit and I was so embarrassed by this addiction so but I just couldn't because every time I tried to quit it was just so hard so anyways struggled with that addiction all throughout those years still struggling with it once I moved to Alabama and so, the first church that I found in Alabama was the church that I still go to this day, to this day, and it's called Church of the Highlands, and it is a big church. It's great. I absolutely love it. It has changed my life for the better. And so, for two years, I'm living in Huntsville. I meet Riley, who is now my fiance. 
we're getting married in May. I'm so excited. I can't wait to talk more about that on this podcast. But anyways, I'm living in Huntsville for like two years, dating him, um, going to church, working at Chick-fil-A and waitressing and all those things and still wondering like, God, why did you move me here? And I remember going to Passion Conference in, I want to say 2021. I should know the dates, but I'm it's all blur. And I went with a few girlfriends, and when I went, I remember I was standing in the arena, and Maverick City Worship was playing, and I had a moment where I just felt just overwhelmingly convicted for the way that I had been living my life. I was living a life that was exactly what a lukewarm Christian was. You know, I believed in God, but I was just not on fire for Him. And I was settling for things like my nicotine addiction and some areas of sexual sin and just settling for those and not willing to give them completely up for the Lord. And I felt, and I still believe that this was from God, um, that me and Riley were supposed to break up. And so when I get back from Passion Conference, me and Riley broke up and it was one of the most confusing times of our lives. Because deep down, I didn't want to break up and he didn't want to break up and it broke his heart because honestly it probably came out of nowhere and I really couldn't explain it but I just knew that that was what God wanted and so it was a really hard time of our lives it was devastating for him and I think I just kind of went numb I didn't I just shut out the emotions because if I would have felt the emotions I would have been heartbroken And I still to this day don't know how I really walked away from that as numb as I did. But maybe God allowed me to in order so that I could just keep walking. I don't really know. But, um, you know, I really feel like that was what God wanted me to do was to break up with him. And at the time we had been dating for a while. So it wasn't easy for either of us. And it's crazy because me making a decision that was what God wanted turned into a season that was another very dark season in my life. And I think that was because as soon as I made a decision that God wanted me to do, the enemy just came at me because the enemy hated that I was giving up hard things for God. And so I remember I got a waitressing job at a sports bar that um, sold wings, but was mainly a bar. And I got a job there with the intentions of waitressing, but it was more of like a drinking place, more than I thought it was going to be. And so being in that environment was very bad for me. I started hanging around with the wrong people and the wrong guys and drinking and, um, again, went back on my nicotine addiction and all those things. And it's really sad because, again, I got back from Passion Conference trying to do exactly what God wanted me to do, and I did, and then here I just go down this dark hole, and I know that was so hard for Riley to see too. And so, anyways, here I am, like, what the heck, God, why am I here in Huntsville just going through all of this, like, what the heck? (laughs) And at the same time, I was still going to church and just, just struggling, honestly, but... 
anyways, my church kept talking about Highlands College, Highlands College, a church for ministry, or a school for ministry, and I was like, that sounds great, but I have no money, and I put it off for, the whole time I was going to that church, I kept hearing about it, and I kept putting it off until one day, I heard about it again, and I was just like, you know what, this could be exactly why God is calling me to move to the South, and so I applied, And a few months later, I got accepted, and just a miracle again with finances, and just, that was just a miracle. God provided every penny that I needed, and so I moved to Birmingham, Alabama for Highlands College, which is so crazy because I really believe that that was why God called me to the South, was um, for Highlands College, but also to meet Riley. Which, at the time, again, we were broken up. And so, anyways, I'm going through Highlands College. This is about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. Um, Going to Highlands College and doing really good, but still, like, was just very impatient when it came to marriage and relationships. And so, I was struggling with my relationship with Riley and still thinking about him and wondering like god am i ever gonna get over this dude like (laughs) i can't stop thinking about him i miss him he was my best friend but i know you called me to step out of that relationship and honestly i thought maybe it was a soul tie and maybe like we just had that really strong connection because of the sexual sin that we struggled with and So it was really hard for me to understand that. And so when I came to Highlands College, I was like, you know what? I just need to move forward. I need to move forward. And so um, time passed and I got into a relationship. And I still don't really know if that relationship was exactly what God had for me. I thought it was at the time. Maybe it was. Maybe God had some things he still needed to teach me. Maybe... I don't really know (laughs) or maybe I was impatient and stepped into a relationship that I shouldn't have but um yeah so that relationship didn't really go super great and clearly didn't work out because I'm engaged to Riley (laughs) but anyways so throughout that time I was like what the heck God like every time I just go back to Riley like Riley's just seems perfect, but God, why do I feel like you don't want me with him? And so it was really hard going back and forth between that. And so fast forward to this past summer. So I had finished a full year of college and um, again, still struggling with the God, why does Riley like, I just can't move past this struggling with all of that. And I remember I was sitting in a prayer closet when when I truly feel the Holy Spirit spoke to me, Brie, you forgave yourself for things that you haven't forgiven him for. And it hit me like a ton of bricks, and I just broke down and realized that there was so much about me and Riley's relationship and the sexual sin that we struggled with and just the ways that we were kind of not really putting God first. I held that against Riley, and I forgave myself for it pretty easily. I mean, I moved past it, and but was still holding him against, holding that against him. And so, I realized I hadn't forgiven him. And so, I remember I sent him a voice memo, and told him I didn't want a response, but I just need to apologize for just holding all that against him. 
and I really feel like that was what was keeping us from getting back together. And honestly, God's timing is perfect, so maybe it was also just the perfect time for us to step into restoration in our relationship. And so anyways, it wasn't long after that when we got back together. And so that's pretty much where the story picks up to where I am now. I mean, a few months have gone by since then, about five or six months, and we just got engaged, and I'm about to step into my last semester here at Highlands College. And then I get married in May. So that is all that has happened um, in my life related to my faith and my walk with God and just my journey of being a Christian. And there's a few things I want to say. The first thing I want to say, of course, is just that I want everyone listening to understand the true gospel and the true love of God. And that is that God loves you exactly how you are, exactly who you are, like he just loves you. And you don't have to fix yourself before you come to him. You don't have to change anything before you come to him. In fact, he's the only one that can help you change and can help you break those chains. He loves you exactly how you are, but he loves you so much that he's not going to let you stay there. And so once you give your life to him, he will show you and the Holy Spirit will lead you to change things in your life that will honor God and, and bring you more blessings in life. The second thing is that I just want you to understand that once you give your life to God, it's not just sunshine and rainbows from there on out. It is still hard, and you still struggle with the same struggles and the same addictions and all those things. And so I just want you to know if you're a Christian listening to this and you're struggling with addictions or whatever it might be, I just want you to know that you're not alone. And being a Christian and having that title doesn't take away temptation. In fact, sometimes it makes it even harder. And the target on your back is a whole lot bigger. So I just want you to know that you're not alone. And it wouldn't be a testimony if I didn't talk about the goodness of God. And through my life, I'm just so thankful for God's mercy. Because, you know, for years I knew who he was. Like, I believed in him. I believed in God. I said, yes, God is real, but I'm going to go do exactly what he says not to do. And still, by the grace of God, I was protected from so many, I don't know, drunk driving. Just so many things. Tickets, just getting in trouble, just all the things that can happen from drinking and partying and sexual sin like God just protected me from it all when honestly I deserved every ticket and every just I deserved it all and so I'm so thankful for the grace and the mercy of God in my life and I'm also thankful for the redemption and restoration that God has given me and Riley in our relationship because honestly there were times where I didn't know if I ever would get Riley back and I didn't know if we could ever step back into a relationship because of the way that we previously dated and didn't have God number one. And so I'm just so thankful for God's grace in that situation and just how he has restored our relationship and just allowed us to step into engagement. And I just, I couldn't imagine my life with anyone else besides Riley. And so I'm thankful that God gave me him 
And I'm thankful that God restored our relationship and did a work inside of us for us to be able to come back together. I'm also thankful that God can take someone like me who has made those mistakes and who ran from God and who just went against God. I'm just thankful that he used someone like me to do social media and to go to a ministry school and to do the ministry that I do. I just feel so unworthy, but I'm worthy because of him. And I'm worthy because he lives inside of me. And it's not because of anything that I could do or that I have done, but it's all by the grace of God that I'm here and that I'm doing what I'm doing. And so that is my testimony. And I hope that I explained all of that in a good way. I'm excited for the future to kind of go deeper into different areas of that and different sections of that because, you know, I want to have a conversation about sexual sin and have a conversation about drinking and nicotine addictions and have a conversation about self-worth and relationships and just all those things and so I'm excited to have future honest conversations about those topics but I hope that this podcast episode showed you just a little bit about me and what I've walked through and what God has done in my life and the way that he's restored me and Um, I'm just excited to have further conversations about all those things and so much more. And so I hope that this episode encouraged you in some way and showed you that you're not alone in some way and just encouraged you and gave you hope. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode of the Honest Conversations podcast. Bye guys.